The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time now for the Bob Melvin Show, presented by Nest Betting. The three-time manager of the year sits down with Chris Townsend, exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbetting.com today. Here now is Chris Townsend. It's now time for the Bob Melvin Show, brought to you by nestbetting.com. That's nestbetting.com, who the owner is a big fan of the green and gold. If you go by nestbetting.com right now, use the coupon code Oakland, you get 10% off your entire order. Love where you sleep. Bob Melvin Show. Bob, how you feeling? Feeling good. Back out here at the Coliseum. Beautiful day. Guys getting ready to work out. Uh, Could be worse than this. So... The uh, bad secret you were keeping, yeah. Sean Manaya is going to be your starter. Why are you going with the big left-hander? You know what? It's it's a difficult call because we're in a, a position where we have two guys that deserve to start that game. Mike Fires has been terrific all season. You look at his numbers, how he's pitched here at home. Uh, he would be a great option. Sean Manaya has been borderline terrific every single time out. A little fresher at this point in time. You know, is there something maybe to the left against their rights? I don't know, maybe a little bit, but I think it's just how well he's performed here and how consist- consistent he's been in every single start. And then we brought this up yesterday on A's Cast Live is they like to run. It kind of helps having a left-handed pitcher to try and control the running game. Right, and Sean's quick to the plate, so they're going to have to guess as far as that goes. Um so, yeah, all the above. I mean, uh, it, it was tough. It was tough uh, based on what Mike has done this year and how much he means to this team. But, uh, um, you know, the, this is this kind of the decision we went with and where we're going to go. So uh, we're, we're confident in Sean. We talk about one of your great strengths is communication and your relationship with the players. What was that conversation like with Mike Fires? You know what? He made it easy on me. Um, of course, he wanted to pitch, and he wanted to pitch last year. I think maybe it'd be even more disappointed last year when he didn't get a chance to pitch. So uh, he understood. He's seen what Sean has done. Uh, he understands, but uh, you know he he wants to win the game, and that's what he's all about. So there was there was no problem telling him. He was like I said, he was easy. It took a couple of minutes, and you know he's off to to do what he can and and, and keep himself ready for any particular situation. Yeah, because you got to get ready for you know knock on wood for the next round. So I mean. I, all hands on deck from your starters. And we talked to Chris Bassett, and Chris Bassett, you know, he, he said, you know, he told you, you, you need me in the bullpen? I mean, your players all understand. This is about one thing. This is, you know, in the your end goal for everybody is to win the World Series. Correct. And it's it's one game at a time and win at all costs. So uh, Chris Bassett's been around here long enough to know how we do things. He's a versatile guy. Uh, he can give you length. He can give you one or two innings. We've tried to prepare him for that, and he's went out there for one inning on Sunday. He was out there for three innings this time before that. He's up for anything, and uh, whatever we need him for, he'll be ready. You've been in this game a long time as a player, as a manager, as a coach. Did you ever think you'd see a time where a team would go back-to-back years, 97 wins, and you're just getting into the wild card game? That's pretty crazy. I remember years years ago when, uh, when Dusty was managing the Giants, they won 100-plus games and didn't even get into the postseason. That was before the wild card. And then you see some of the wild card numbers uh, – you know, in the 80s, and, and you, you're thinking, is this season one along this year? What do we have to do to get in? So, 
you know, it ended up being 97 games. That's a lot of games to get into a wild card, but uh, that means that there's some really good teams in the American League, and we had to play it out till the end. Yeah, and a guy that you have a lot of respect for and a team you have a lot of respect for, Tito Francona. Man, the Cleveland Indians had a great year, and they're not even in this game. It's amazing. And, you know, he and I were going back a little bit, uh, you know, before the end, and, and uh, you know, Tito's one of the great managers in the game, and, so yeah, yeah, we were. That was kind of the rhetoric: is well, what do we have to do to get in this game? And uh, you know, typically 97 will win you a division, but uh, not this year. And with all the changes going on in Major League Baseball with managers, you're now the longest tenured guy with one team. What does that mean to you? I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. It either means I'm really old and on my way out, or it means that uh, I'm lucky enough to be around with one team and. And the, and the players have support, supported me well enough to keep me around. So I'd like to choose the latter, uh, but you never know. How about it is because you're really, really good? How about that? Well, I, you know what? These, these guys make you good. I mean, we have a terrific team, and, and, you know, we go 25, we go 40 deep as we've gone this year again. So uh, when you win a lot of games, the players make it's all about the players, and they can make the manager look good. What do, you, what do you think about last year, New York, that experience, especially for a lot of the young guys, and how that will help you now in this game tomorrow at home? Yeah, they, they know what it's all about. I mean, it's a completely different scenario. You know, it's on the road last year. We had a bunch of young guys that had never been in that game before, got off to a slow start. Next thing you know, that place is about, feels like it's about to crumble. Uh, so we've been in, uh, in a scenario where it's been very difficult. Same thing could happen here. I mean, you get these fans engaged here pretty quick. It could be uncomfortable for the other team. We are at home. We've played very well at home, and we have experienced this game. So uh, all those things would lend to a little bit more knowledge once we take the field. You know, it's so different about what we have here at the Coliseum is, you know, a, a lot of beautiful ballparks in baseball, but they're not really built for sound they're built to be beautiful for the fans this place once they built mount davis when you get a lot of people in here whether it's 2012 2013 raider games like the sound has nowhere to go and it's so loud just talk about what you think it's going to be like tomorrow with a sold out crowd it's gonna it's a football crowd is what it turns into when there's 50,000 people here and there's people in mount davis uh it turns into a very raucous football crowd and i've said often here over the years if we have 15 in here it sounds like 30 if we have 30 in here it sounds like 60. if we have 50 in here i i think probably some of these uh some of the cement could crack if we get going and get these 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 fans engaged and they're they're such a great extension of our team they're you know they're they're Oakland through and through and and so is our team so should be a good match I know they're going to support the heck out of it it's going to sound like a hundred thousand like a college football game no doubt about it I mean that's the way it is here regardless and like you said with you know center field being blocked up there's really nowhere for the sound to go and uh you know we've experienced it here before so everybody's excited about that so normally you're in either a three game series a four game series sometimes just a two game series but here it's one game you win you move on you lose seasons over what is that like as a manager how does it just change everything that you're so used to it doesn't feel like baseball i, I understand it for a number of reasons one you know, you don't want postseasons long enough as, as it is. Their team's sitting around for a period of time. Two out of three might be a little bit more conducive to what baseball is all about. But then you take into fact that it's, it's a, you know, for the fans, it's a it's a win and go home type of situation. So it makes it that much more exciting. Um, 
you know, it's 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 like a game seven, a game five, all wrapped up into one. So you got to be ready ready for just about anything. You you certainly try to script out how you things may go, but a lot of times they don't. So you have to be ready for anything, and you got to use your whole roster. And that's why it takes so long sometimes to put together the twenty five man roster. I uh, I came up with a blueprint for the game tomorrow. All right, let me know. What Man- is it? Mania for six, Lazardo seven and eight, Hendricks nine, and we're off to Houston. I, I will take that. If that's the way we're drawing it up, I think that's a good way to draw it up. Um, a lot of times it doesn't go that way. No. So <laughs> hopefully it does, and, and you know, we'll, we'll be ready for anything else. Yusmero Petit has been terrific about coming with guys on base. Uh, Wakim Soria has been terrific. Uh, Jake Diekman's good, been, been good against lefties too. So you know, we'll have some options down there, but uh, if you're asking me if I'd be okay with that, I would have to say yes. How nice is it after a long season, 162 games? I mean, you don't want to stop playing, but just to take two days off to, to, to catch your breath, how good has that been for your team? I think it's been good. Um, you know, we come back at a day off. We've been going at it pretty hard. You know, we had 60 in a row, and then we had a couple off days down the stretch. But it's nice to have that. I think the one thing that I've felt from this team for the last few weeks of the season is no one ever thought at the end of the season we'd be going home. Everybody thought we would be in the postseason at one way or another, and I think uh, it played out that way. So um, proud of the guys that, that we've gotten to this point. Uh, it's going to be a tough game tomorrow, uh, but these guys are really excited about it and look forward to moving on. Yeah, and I, and I think about the Rays. You know, they don't hit a lot of home runs, but they don't give up a lot of home runs. And, you know, I, I, I talk about how they're like mere, we're like mirror images of each other, you know, with the issues off the field, on the field. Uh, just a lot of respect for that group and what they do over there. Yeah, there are a lot of similarities. You know, analytics play in both organizations. Uh, they use it to the hilt. Their roster is made up of, of continuous matchups, whether it's on the offensive end or whether it's in the, on the pitching end. They have a terrific pitching staff. They've used it very wisely. They're very well run with Kevin Cash and the group above him. Um, you know, we're a little bit more uh, this year at least, less a couple positions, more everyday type players on our team. But, uh, you know, it, there's a lot of things that are going on. They don't draw a whole lot over at their place. They're looking for a new ballpark, um, you know, low payroll, all, all the above. So there are a lot of similarities in these teams. You know, one, one thing that we saw today in the clubhouse, we only had about 40 minutes in there. To see the national love that Marcus Simeon is starting to get. And we went up and did an interview with him. And and, and he's just so humble. He's just good people. He, as my late father and mother used to say, about he's he was raised right. And I just, one of the things about being in the spotlight here is I think everybody's really getting to see. They look at the numbers. You go, wow, you know, Alex Rodriguez is going over there talking to him. I, I, I'm really happy for him that he's getting his due. Talk about your shortstop finally getting his due because he's had an MVP season. There's no doubt. And I think, you know, it, it, the numbers probably even surprised him some. We talked about it a little bit the last day of the season. He didn't even want to talk about it. He just talked about playoff game and us moving forward. So at some point in time, he'll get a little perspective after the season's over and see what he's accomplished. It's historic in the, in the leadoff spot to what he's done, both offensively and defensively, the 162-game played there's a lot for him to be proud of there's a lot to be celebrated and the national media should know about him but it's the last thing on his mind right now all he's thinking about is the game tomorrow and winning and trying to go forward yeah it's hard to believe that a guy can put up those kind of numbers and play every day 
lead off and play shortstop. Yeah, and you know what his his mindset is. Uh, you know, in baseball, it's it's not physically taxing. All you do is get down into an athletic position to get ready for a ground ball and and get into a position to try to hit a baseball and not much in between. So. The way he looks at it uh, would suggest that it, it doesn't mentally tax him. Physically, it's the toughest position to play on the field. Leadoff spot is probably the toughest spot with the amount of at-bats that you get and what he's done both offensively and defensively. He's been absolutely spectacular. And uh, like I said, at some point in time, he'll, he'll realize that. Let's end on this. One of your favorite players, Coco Crisp, was on yesterday. And I said, what advice would you give the guys? And he said, breathe. Talks about, you know, it, you get so wrapped up into it, you start getting out of your own skin. Breathe, relax, you can do this. You've been here before. I thought that was an interesting advice just about remain calm, as calm as you can. Right, you need some oxygen. There's no doubt about it. And sometimes when I go to the mound, I talk to our guys about, look, breathe a little bit, breathe a little bit. Um, and understand the moment and, and try not to put too much pressure on yourself. You're exactly right. Uh, you know, visualize what you want to happen, take a deep breath, see it in your mind, and then go out and execute it. I've been saying this to everybody. Next time I speak with you, we'll be in Houston. Well, I hope you're right, Townie. We'll focus <laughs> on tomorrow, and I think uh, if you talk to Mickey Morbido, he's doing a lot of stuff right now to, to make sure that happens. So hopefully that's the case, and we would look forward to that. The Bob Melvin Show brought to you by NestBedding.com. That's NestBedding.com. Love where you sleep. Use the coupon code OAKLAND to get 10%. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.